Ask the Podcast Coach for July 17th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. That means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Disneyland opening day. Today in 1955, Disneyland changed the world, I think, in a lot of ways. Today was the day they opened in 1955. It's the happiest place on earth, unless, of course, you work there. From what I hear, uh, well, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. allegedly, yeah. Uh. My my niece worked there for many years, um, and she had a good time. It's just it was it's one of those things where, as you might imagine, with any job, there are times when they want all hands on deck, and it doesn't matter how many hours you've worked or whatever. Uh, it's it's one of those things. But uh, you know, if I was tired at work, you know what I would do? Maybe pour some coffee. Pour some coffee. Hey, did you see? I got the new. I brought. I actually brought the the oh the, the perk down here. Yeah. Except yeah, there we go. Uh, and I forgot that. There we go. It's like where's the coffee sound? But yeah, that pour is brought to you by our friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need any kind of artwork. So if you need a logo or if you need an artwork for your podcast or if you want artwork for your episodes, anything that you just want to look professional, Mark is the guy to go to because number one, he's an award-winning graphic artist, but he's also a podcaster. And you don't realize how cool that is until you work with somebody who's not a podcaster and you have to explain, no, no, it needs to be square and that whole nine yards. And so if you need any kind of artwork, but also... What if you don't have a website? Well, you can go over to Mark and he will build an entire website for you that's built again for podcasters. So if you're looking to to look professional, ramp up your uh, branding, go over and check out Mark. He can even give you an audit and kind of figure out where you are and then get you where you need to go. So if you want to look good, if you want to look professional, then you want to go over and check out Mark at podcastbranding.co. And Jim, that is a, a very coffee. cool. That's a that very cool was mug a you got going. Hotter than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> when I went into it, Dan LeFeb uh, is a is the the mug sponsor uh, here for the next uh, month. So at least as long as he wants to do it for, based on a true story podcast, you can find that at based on a true story podcast dot com. And it, like, if you're interested in history, but it's really around movies. So like, think of the Last Samurai. And then Dan has on an expert, a, a historian from that time period, and they talk about. How true was that, you know, to, to history was that? So Band of Brothers, you know, think about all those historical uh, movies that we have out there. Check it out. Uh, check it out. You, you want to make sure based on a true story podcast.com. Thanks, Dan, for your. That's your a cool looking logo, too. Listen, Dan really did a nice job. I mean, if we're talking about podcast gear, you know, stuff yeah. you sell or make available merch, right, as the YouTubers call it, merch. This mug, when it came in, it's super impressive. When it came in the mail this week, I pulled it out. It's one of those insulated coffee mugs. Nice. Gold. It, it's not showing up super great because of the lighting in here, but in, you know, with without a handle, my hand covers it, you know, from time to time. So I got to kind of work on that. But um, Dan, nice job on the merch. Like this is a, this is a, this is nice, nice mug. So appreciate that. I saw in a uh, Facebook group, 
uh, Don Fuller said, I need audio help. I'm 20 episodes in and I'm not doing a good job of staying even on the mic. So my volume is all over the place. When I normalize, probably half my content is good volume. And then I turn away and my volume is just way too low. Uh, my high is already peaking, meaning high, the, the level of this audio is already peaking. So I, I can't just amplify it. What process do you use to level a single speaker on one track? I primarily use Audacity. I also have Hindenburg. And this is something I think it's it's one of those things where uh, I've been doing it so long, Jim, you've been doing it so long that we kind of probably forgot that this is something we had to learn, and that is our good friend Mike Technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, I was so happy. Uh, it actually made my weekend last night. I have a, a client of mine that has great content, and I, I couldn't really get him to, to press record. And he did. And it was so fun to listen because his first kind of crack at at an episode, he was very stiff. And he did three, sent me three different episodes. And by the third one, it just sounded like he was just talking across the table. But there was a thing where his volume was a little low, actually was a lot low. And I was like, okay, here's a couple of things. But that's if you're having varying audio levels, I don't think that's a software problem. That's that's a human problem. That's what happens a lot, especially with guests, is you tell them to get on the mic, and they do, and then they get comfortable, and they sit back in their chair. And it's like, oh, so that's that's that. Have you, do you run into that problem, Jim, when you uh, do interviews? Well, and we're trying to get more folks on headphones, you know, or on, on mm. you know, on a headset, headset. Uh, yeah. just to just to eliminate that. I did an interview on uh, Friday, just yesterday, and I had to, I had to deal with a mic, like with a laptop mic and mm. fortunately the interview is four minutes so it's not going to be that big of a deal but it, it is it is hard i think for some folks you know a a windscreen is a great way i think to practice mm. this mic technique so even if you know even if you need it or you don't get that windscreen out to a level where you really where your sound is great where you like it and then practice coming up to that windscreen all the time Eventually you can, it's like training wheels. I think eventually you can remove the windscreen, but it just gives you some, um, it gives you a place to land, kind of land your voice. The other thing, Dave, on this with technique, you have to hear what you're, what you actually sound like. This is where a audio device or coming, coming back through on a mixer. Um, uh, as we, as we route that back, you've got to have a clear, you know, you got to hear in your monitors clearly what you sound like. So that, you know, if you pull away from it, like, okay, this sounds different than this sounds, right? Yeah. And so I have to, I have to be monitoring that in real time. So, yeah, that's where headphones come in to play, even if yeah. it's just earbuds, something, yeah, something. And, uh, and also I would, if I'm doing an interview, I would say something like, Hey, just so you know, you want to stay up on the microphone. And if it's a case where they can see me, I would say if I do something like this and I'm doing a hand motion to move closer to the mic, that's what th- that's what this means is move closer to the mic so that they know it's important and I'm going to coach you if you start backing away and you see me do this. We had a couple when I was in a band, we had different hand signals and they, they were they made no sense. But one was the the singer would take his two fingers and kind of roll them over each other. And that meant speed up. And then likewise, this meant speed down or slow down or whatever. So if you have some little hand gestures, that just lets them know that, hey, it's important that you're up on the microphone. And then from there, you know, there's always Auphonic. Auphonic is great for leveling things out. There is one thing that I'm slowly starting to notice and it actually slows things down 
and that is, and it's, you almost have to go into your recording and, and squash these first before you level it out. And that is breaths in Alphonic. I've noticed a couple of times where I've taken a file, run it through Alphonic oh, and yeah. all, people turn into Darth Vader. Cause it's like, well, Dave, it was kind of like, you know, da, 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 and what it really wasn't that loud, but on fortunately Alphonic heard and thought it was a word and it really boosted up. So you almost have to go in and throw in a noise gate or something to, so that anything that is quiet is really quiet. Mm-hmm. That, hap- that happens to me on this show sometimes when you run it through a phonic. If it's yeah. depending on the recording levels, if it's trying to bring me up, like when you run it through a phonic, if I'm significantly lower than you to a phonic, when it tries to bring me up, that's when it really amplifies those, the, the breath that, that I take on it. And I, tr- I do try to pull away, but it, look, it, it would look funny to be like, talk, 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 <laughs> talk, 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 talk. Yeah. You know, it, that, that is kind of funny. I do, um, for a lot of years, I used a, a you know, headset mic, and I kind of learned to start breathing out the other side of my mouth, you know, the, the yeah. non-microphone side. And I've caught myself doing that, you know, um, like on the phone <laughs> at, at work or whatever, you know, talk, uh, breathing out the side just so you don't get the breath. So, you look like Stallone. Yeah, you go, hey, where do he got to punch me in the gut, right? <laughs> it's not how many times you get here, it's how many times you get up. Uh, Kim says, uh, I've almost quit using Alphonic for that same reason. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 a cool tool. This will make my day. Uh, Thomas Taylor says, hey, guys, uh, last week I said I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just signed up for the School of Podcasting. Well, holy cow, uh, looking forward to the courses. So. Yeah, I just, you'll see it, uh, Thomas, it's fun because I think I still have the first one in there. I'm redoing those videos. And I think I took the, the original one that was, um, it was called, uh, uh, failure to plan is planning to fail. And it was so old that A, the video was square, not 16 by nine, and B, my hair was black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I remember uh, those days. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And so I, I've been slowly kind of scaling those back, adding some new things. And the other thing I wish I could do on video, and I don't know how to fix this, uh, is the fact that I have a Hitler mustache. It's driving me nuts. I have one spot under my mm-hmm. nose. Very Everything black. else is turned gray. Yeah. Now, I have a little gray on, like, I have black on my mustache in other places. But for whatever reason, I haven't grown any gray in the very front. And it looks like, we'll say Charlie Chaplin instead. I, I don't really particularly like comparing myself to Hitler. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> It's one of those things where I just need to perpetually be thinking and going, hmm, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. So, well, you can, uh, you know, they have like reverse just for men, right? Yeah. Where it turns it gray instead of uh, uh, making That's it. That's what black. I need. Because so, you'd want to stay, you'd probably, the rest of your beard's gray. So, yeah. Well, have, have you, have you gotten any feedback on that? Has anybody sent you a note to say, or is it just your just, own observation? Uh, no, it was Evo Terra, my buddy, uh, was mm. on the podcasters around table and he goes, uh, Dave, good old Evo. what is up with this? And I go, dude, I'm telling you, I wish I could fix it i go it's either it's either dye the rest of my mustache black or get some gray dye <laughs> who dyes their hair gray i mean that's the problem well but you know in this case maybe just a little and bit maybe there's some and and the other you know, thing is if you do. see me under normal lighting it, it's not this prevalent but for some reason under the bright lights of the podcast studio it really accents uh, the fact that i look like charlie chaplin so kyle bondo has a great idea it's time to just have me dye everything platinum blonde there you go that's it that would be so messy like i just can't imagine doing uh, d- that dude i started myself. dyeing my hair when i was like 20 
Really? Four? Yeah. Because so the black, the jet black was was those well, days. Was it was not jet real. black from? No, no. It was always jet black. It okay. just come nineteen is when I got my first gray hair, yeah. uh, and then shortly after I got married. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. The gray started coming in, and then I just was like, I looked at my older brother, my older cousin. I said, "How are you guys not turning gray?" And I am. And they went, "We dye our hair." And I went, "Oh." And so you know, and then I had. Uh, that I really started dying when I got married the second time. She was really she did not want to apparently be married to somebody who had gray hair. I don't know. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I hope I hope it's not that bad. Um, yeah. uh, Thomas says he watched the first course intro and your hair was black and it looked like you were using the ATR or the twenty one hundred. Yeah, twenty one hundred. Yeah. Um, would you say like in podcasting? You know, let's just say when did you think you made that first course? How long ago do you think that was? How old do you think that? I was, was? above. The First deli. Day. I was still in Cleveland because okay. I've I've redone that a few times. So that was I've been divorced three years. Probably okay. So this is twenty twenty one. Um, that would make it twenty eighteen. Man, uh, and I was with her for eight years. Probably twenty ten. So it's been twelve years. Yeah. Do you think um, since twenty ten podcasting like? The concepts, the technology, there's been plenty of changes yeah. in the technology, but the concepts, what do you cover? What, like what's, what's in the first, what's in the, yeah, what's the, in the, intro? the planning your podcast. And we've, we've heard me do this on the show. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And on all of these are kind of deep dives. Who are you? The, the planning your podcast really just beats you over the head of who are you talking to? Um, so it's, it's, why am I doing this? Uh, who is my target audience? And then there's some things about, what makes you different? There's a thing called an idea matrix that, um, and actually someday I may just, we need to talk strengths finder. Maybe we'll oh, do yeah. that today. Yeah. Um, identifying your, I, identifying your strengths. Go. So like, I just say like, what do you like to do? What do you think you're good at? What do other people think you're good at? And then what do you hate? And it's like, okay, so here's some ideas of, cause the whole point of it is not just starting a podcast, but how do I do a podcast that doesn't burn me out? Like, right. you know, so right. that kind of thing. Uh, and just play to your strength. You know, if, if you're not, uh, necess- you know, if you're, if comedy is not your specialty, then maybe you do something a little more straight to the point kind of thing, you know? Um, so, uh, but that's primarily that. And then you get into where are you going to podcast? Um, we talk about formats, the pros and cons of each, uh, I have to go in and look, but there's, there's a lot. The, the planning your podcast course has more sections in it than any other podcast. But uh, probably probably hasn't changed, right? Much? No, in, not really. And that's why it was there. Cause I had to go in. Right. I'm like, Oh, this is still relevant. Yeah. And then it just, the one day I was like, wow, it's, I had a, um, I, I'd grabbed one of those backgrounds that's just, that folds out and it was white and it, it just was grainy. You know, it was an old, it was before I had a C920. I don't know what mic or what camera I had, but it, I just looked at it and went, that's not a good first impression. No. So that's when I started redoing these and then no, doing these. Change, right? Things, hairstyles, some of those could dress, whatever, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But I actually, it's funny. I have, I have one shirt. It's my video shirt and mm. it's got a collar on it and it's got white stripes. It's black. And so that way it's always Dave in a black and white shirt, but it's, it, he, he changes a lot. And then plus I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was, uh, in, in 2010. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So. Well, and the, I guess the point I was trying to make the, the, the information, I think around podcasting right. really hasn't changed that much. You know, there's some things in there, different techniques, different technologies, some of the other kinds of things, but 
creating content, I think is still very similar. You know, we might say, <laughs> I, I was, I think in one of the podcast groups this week, I saw somebody was like, quit saying people don't have a, sh- or people don't have a long attention span. They'll watch, they'll binge watch Netflix. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll watch a four hour uh, video on YouTube. Uh, you know, Critical Role, I mentioned is one of the very, very popular podcasts that's four hours long. So, you know, I, I think we there's some things we think that might have changed, but I think it's I, I don't know if people really change. I think it's just more of staying the same. <laughs> yeah, I know? actually I researched that because so many reports said we have the attention span shorter than a goldfish. And when I looked into that and actually dug into it, that was made popular by a certain post that was referring to another post. And in that post, in the end, that's like it's it's just been blown out of proportion and it's not true basically. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. But it's been reported so many times that people think it's true. And nobody went back to look at the original document that brought up that point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just watched six episodes of on Hulu. Uh, it's Rick Rubin interviewing Paul McCartney and I binged it. Like, I mean, I, when I got done with episode six, I was like, where's the next one? I'm like, that's it. I was like, that's it. Come I know. on. I know. It was really, really I, good. I just binged all seasons of Ted Lasso a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. went through and watched, you know, I think it's 10 and you know, that's five hours, five or six hours. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't buy it. I don't Dave, if anybody, if any, I think if any podcast guru or any of these gurus are like, yeah, you got to make them on YouTube. It's got to be seven minutes or on, you know, you got to be whatever, uh, you know, on uh, podcasting, it's got to be under 20, whatever. No, I, I don't think any of that's actually true. See, you know, Daniel yeah. has Daniel has the thing that I've been saying. I don't think we have shorter attention spans. I think we have an increased level to understand when something is going to waste our time. That's what's better. So if I start to watch something and I'm like, eh, eh, mm, I'm out. I'm quicker to say I'm out. So it looks like I have a shorter attention span. But what I really did was I was able to identify this isn't going to give me anything that I want. I'm out of here. Oh, come on. Dave. We, we've done. We've all done this on YouTube where we go down the YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> and we watch senseless, <laughs> stupid things. I, 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 I'm agreeing and disagreeing on that. Like, I, I, I think. We just have the ability to go through things faster or more access to things. I don't know if we've necessarily changed anything with that. We, I think we've always had short attention spans. I think we've always had this discerning, discerning ability to move on from one thing to the next. It's just been replaced with our phones or whatever. But if, if I'm going down a rabbit hole, it's because what I'm watching is holding my attention, right? Or somehow stimulating me because otherwise Maybe. I turn it off. Maybe. Like I, I, I just I watch some dumb stuff that I get to the end. And I'm like, what? Why did I? I was, there's a, there's a volcano erupting in Iceland right now. Not particularly mm-hmm. exciting. Like, I mean, it just, I mean, it is, but it's not. And I've watched this morning. I got up at six because I couldn't sleep. And I, I bet I watched an hour of those. If I, go, if I really looked at them, I'd kind of be like, yeah, that's not particularly riveting. But for some reason, I went down the. I stuck to it and went down the rabbit hole. That guy got my, that guy got my attention for whatever reason. Well, that's a great example of when I talk about storytelling. One of the keys is you want to keep people wondering what's going to happen next, especially if there's some stakes involved. If 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 Jim, you know, if if the gas runs out on the generator, then Jim will have no electricity. 
you know, and so Jim wasn't sure what was going to happen. And so as you start to tell that story, you're like, was well, he going to run out of gas? So it keeps you, you there. Cause I, I've done some, I remember the one night it was like three in the morning and I looked up and I was like, holy cow, it's three in the morning. I'm like, how did I end up at California jam 77 watching Ted Nugent? And mm-hmm. it's, it's fun to go back and watch your history. And then you're like, well, in, in all of those, it was like, especially with something for me, I'm, I'm starting to notice, especially as I'm watching these old documentaries, when you see your, your heroes, for lack of a better phrase, uh, people you looked up to, it's amazing how that makes you feel. Because on one hand, it's, it's fun, it's, especially with music. There's a great documentary. I wish I could remember the name of it, but they played music to Alzheimer's patients. And a lot of times it really stimulated their memories and things like that. But it also makes you kind of sad when you see your heroes and you're like, wait, that dude's 78. Oh, I know. It's like, ugh. but, it's, um, well, you know. the, the, I guess the point in all of this is do make, make content that's interesting for you. And I think others will find it interesting. Right. I mean, this is one of those areas you were talking about strengths. I mean, we're, like this guy that this volcano, volcanic eruption that I was watching, it was a German yeah. guy. His name, I think, is Guten Tag Live or something like that, right? And, <laughs> and <laughs> exactly, Otto. So they, um, and all he was doing was filming, it was bad, like wind, but he was <laughs> in Iceland, like feet from this. Apparently, they're not, there's no safety features going, you know, no safety happening in Iceland right now. Like there's people crawling all over this active volcano that's going on there right now. In Hawaii, they shut the whole state down, like when that thing was erupting. But apparently in Iceland, they're not too worried about safety. So, but he was right there and he's talking and it was, it was, he was interested. And, and was it great, compelling, riveting? No, but he was there and it was, you know, so. This is one of those kinds of things. I think we have to take advantage of opportunities when, when we have them. I've watched all kinds of YouTube videos of folks doing, doing interesting things that not the most interesting things for other people, but I was interested in it and they were interested in it. And I think that makes a big difference. I'm, I'm stealing because I am going to talk about some of these documentaries on the School of Podcasting. But one of the reasons the Beatles started writing their own songs, they were bored. And they were playing these, these hole-in-the-wall clubs in – Germany and they were playing all this, you know, Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry and all this stuff. And they were just like, and and they said it was interesting because you would learn like, it wasn't like you, you didn't have Spotify and like somebody would buy a new album because you couldn't afford it. And like they said, Oh, but George had that album. So we started playing this guy. Uh, But they said they finally were like, they were playing like two to four hours a night. Apparently they, they played twice in one day. And they said, we just got to the point where like, I cannot play that song anymore. And I, I've been there. Mustang Sally, although I like Mustang Sally, Brown Eyed Girl, I could I could live with not playing that one again. So they just started writing their own stuff. And then the as they got older, uh, they started experimenting more in the studio because, again, they were kind of like, well, we've already done the hold your hand thing. Let, let's do something different. So, And I think that comes through with a podcast. I think if you're bored with your content – I think eventually that's going to come through because you're going to kind of have that time to make the donuts attitude going on. Does anybody know what that, like, we know what that means. I always wonder like if, if like some poor 23 year old kid is like, why do people say time to make the donuts? Cause mm-hmm. they've never seen that commercial. No, uh, no. You can find it on YouTube though. If you want to, yeah. that's like, <laughs> where's the beef, right? If you want to go, if you want where's to the- <laughs> remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> there's Clara also Parker. That's the sad thing. I remember the woman's name. 
if you want to go down a rabbit hole, there's like, uh, there's, uh, um, commercials that are inappropriate today. Oh, like th- commercials from the sixties and seventies, fifties, sixties and seventies, where you just go seriously. That thing was on, was on TV. I I'm, almost think they're making it up, but no, f- no. What, one of my favorites is, uh, it's Fred Flintstone and Barney and they're pitching cigarettes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like what? And like that was real. Yeah, remember uh, the ones where um, the 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 woman of the house had poured, you know, the man of the house mm-hmm. coffee, and he would say something, and she'd be like, "Well," and he'd be all mad, like, "How dare you serve me that coffee?" And, yeah. and the, you'd hear this voice inside her head. It's weird. Bill Bill never gets mad when I serve him Folgers or whatever it was. It was right. This, but it was this whole thing of like, must serve the man. Make sure the man is happy. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to work today. No, it's it. But, you know, so get to, to get back to the point, um, yeah. I, I think it's an I, I really do. Like, I think even for for podcasters in, today, and I, I've thought about this a lot with my tech podcast of like, how can I do, we're coming up on episode 500, you know, and you're kind of thinking like every time we do a milestone, I start thinking like, okay, is this thing done? Like, am I, <laughs> have I really done enough uh, of this? And and it's a, it's a current, you know, it's current news podcast. So there's always new, new, new things coming out. Right. But I keep thinking like, okay, how do I do this in a way that I like it? <laughs> Cause if I'm going to be there, I better like this thing. Yeah. And so you can kind of see a transition where I've gotten less worried about the content and more worried about the guest and having a good, you know, having fun on the podcast, like with it. Um, because if I'm going to do it for two hours, I might as well have fun doing it. So I think for existing podcasters, it, it's a great idea to just kind of take a look and say, you know, am I dreading this or are there, are there aspects of it that I don't like? Am I just doing it? Cause I think it, Everybody expects it to be done that way. And I, I think sometimes longevity lasts when you when you really figure it out in a way that, that works for you. And if it's not working for you, stop stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. Quit. Well and and it's one of those times we we don't do that because we're afraid, well, if I change this and start doing this, then I I might lose some listeners. Yeah, and you might gain some too. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's um That's such a good that's such a good point, Dave. Like in losing some, you may gain more, but we, we got to get over that fear of, uh, oh, I could lose 15. Yeah, you could gain 30. Yeah. So you get, give it a try. I forget. I, I was listening to a book, I think, by Joel Osteen, who I affectionately refer to as the happy Jesus man. <laughs> and um, he was explaining how his dad uh, was making some changes at church to to make things a little more like same message just a little different packaging and the old curmudgeons were like that's not the way we do church and he went well it is now and they're like well we're gonna leave and he's like it's been nice knowing you there it is and he lost some people and some new people came in it's like so you know uh, do what's gonna work for you because in the end if you uh, it's like you said if you're like Ugh, i don't want to do this anymore well it's not like your podcast shouldn't be torture well you start you you start doing weird things where you like you record it and then it sits for a a week or two and you don't edit it or it's done except the show notes because you you hate writing show notes or you you don't have any guests lined up you're a guest interview show you have any guests lined up and 
those are all like signs of like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not as interested in this thing. Or there's just other things. Sometimes there's other things in life that become a priority. Children are a perfect example of that, right? A new, a new job, a new, you know, a new routine. Aging parents. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, right. My, listen, my brother retired to take care of my mom. (laughs) Mm. Like he, he took an early retirement and was like, yeah, I just, I, I need to do that now. And if he had a podcast, he would probably retire from that as well, you know. So it's just um, sometimes there's life gets in the way. Let it, let it, you know, back it off, slow it down, let it, let it take, let it breathe, let it take a, let let it take a rest. You know? I'm I'm working on an episode right now that, and I can't believe I, you know, how I love to take something and go here. Here's what podcasters can learn from this, and I can't believe I've never done this. One of my favorite books is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a great book. It's 25 years old, 25 million copies, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why have I not taken the seven habits and, and shoehorned it into yeah. a podcast? And and one of those is put first things first. And, I mean, Daniel J. Lewis in the chat room is a great example of that. You know, he backed away from his podcast temporarily to, to raise his kid. Who is going to argue with that? Like, seriously, who is going to go, wait, what? You, you stopped to raise your son? What, what what were you thinking? No, you're supposed to do that. That's uh, um, I think it was Chris Rock did a routine. He's like, you're supposed to love your kids. It's like we shouldn't have to to tell people to do that. No, right on, right on. Yeah, I just it, take an inventory. I mean, if you've been doing this a while, uh, take an inventory. You know, probably ninety five percent of the folks that listen to us, Dave, are existing podcasters. They yeah. come out, they come out to, for the entertainment, and um. Uh, take an inventory and be like, is this really what is, or, and, and then are there some changes that I could make that would make it more fun for me? And I probably, I'll be honest at 500, uh, you know, we're three or four weeks away from that, whatever it is, I think three weeks. I kind of want to think like, okay, how do I, how do I make the next 500 even more fun, fun than the first 500? And I've had a blast getting to 500. I mean, it's been, it's been an absolute blast. But how do I do it in a way that continues to be more fun? For me, what I've learned, uh, I have a, a cadre of guests that just keep coming back. They know the show, but they're not on every week. You know, they're maybe on three times a year, twice a year, whatever. And the, the, man, that makes it super easy for me. They know what I'm looking for. They know what the show is like, but they don't have to do this every week. But they, And they love it when they come on, right? If they, you know, sometimes when you're doing this week in and week out, you're kind of like, I got to do this again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, having this cadre of guests has been, has been a breath of fresh air for me. It's been something I've been working on for six years, maybe of yeah. building up that cadre. So pretty great. Kyle has a great point. He says, pod fading is a journey, not a destination. Yeah. Sometimes your podcast has to end before something better can begin. There you go. And then uh, coach Dave is asking, uh, Jim, how much of your shift in focus is woo mm-hmm. personality strength talking? Uh, do we shift towards our core once we master the, is that a typo venue uh, or is that a strengths finder thing? No, no. Oh, venue. But, I see. I see. He, he, no, there we go. Um, yeah, maybe, um, uh, you know, uh, it, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I can, if I can do that kind of analysis on my personality that way. I just do like, um, you know, during the pandemic, I I spent a bunch of time by myself down here, and then did a lot of this one on one, you and me on video, and I I kind of found out that I like 
I like this kind of conversation better than I like being in person in big meetings <laughs> or whatever. Like I'm way more effective working with people one-on-one than I was in a group or big groups like church, right? That's I'm good at that. I'm not as good at these like team, ten, you know, four to 15. I get really awkward in those. I, I realize like I get real awkward. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to focus a little bit more on the one-on-one or, or, you know, maybe three, a group of three. So coach Dave, yeah, I I certainly over the last year, that's kind of taught me I'm much better at this, uh, doing it this way and a little less, a little more relater if we want to talk about Clifton strengths in that way. Well, the, uh, other thing that, uh, I never get tired of doing, it's never boring. And that, of course, is uh, thanking our awesome supporters. Can, I can't can, believe. Can I get a little more coffee before we before we <laughs> thank them? So just just look at that. Look at that nice shiny. Uh, this uh, thing spills pretty easy, oh, so I got to be careful. But I, I'm making my own thing. coffee sound here because That's for the mug, Dan. <laughs> I'm on a different. I'm on a different button. I my oh. coffee pour is on on and screen number you one. You know what? This one doesn't make the noise like the oh. like the other one does. So even hold on. When even when I'm pouring it. Yeah, it's super quiet. Yeah, it is really quiet. Oh, man, I'm going to have to get prop failure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we always, oh, it would help if I share my screen. I'm over here like, okay. Uh, we always want to thank James over at the podcast, uh, the podcast dog network. Yeah, or the dog podcast network. Mm-hmm. Uh, find him at dogpodcastnetwork.com. He's got all sorts of short shows, long shows, um, tall show shows. I can't talk. My mouth has gone away, apparently. Uh, it's it's podcast for dog lovers, and they've got a contest going over there. You can actually win up to five thousand dollars. Check it out at pod, why do I want to say podcast dog network? I'm I'm very dyslexic this morning. Dogpodcastnetwork.com. And then we do have this is why I had to switch screens. That's right. We have a new patron. So if you want me to talk about your show, that's an option. Uh, this is uh, KJST Media. It's an LG. Oh, I got to get this right. LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcast to grow their podcast, regardless of what you're looking for. We're there to help. You can find them at uh, KJST Media. And then our twenty dollars supporters are awesome people like EdSullivan.com at SonicCupcake.com. So if you need an editor, uh, go over and check out Ed. Uh, Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards. It's dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world. He's been doing this since 2017. Find him at latinpodcastawards.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert, who will be in Ohio very, very soon. I'm looking forward to that. We're uh, taking Glenn and anybody else who shows up to Luigi's Pizza. That's going to be interesting because Luigi's doesn't hold that many people. And they don't take reservations, so that's going to be fun. Uh, HorseRadioNetwork.com. If you like horses, go see Glenn. Uh, Max Trescott up in the air at AviationNewsTalk.com. So if you're a pilot and like all things flying, check out Max. Uh, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. Find him at BabyMountainRadio.com. Uh, Brock over at the Occupied Podcast. This is for occupational therapy. You can find him at OccupiedPodcast.com. Kim Cradgy over at Toastmasters101.net. So if you're looking to develop your voice or your your editing time or improve your content, check it out, Toastmasters101.net. 
uh, Greg over at Debt Shepherd, where he's teaching financial wellness. So if you need to get your finances in line, you can check him out at DebtShepherd.com. Shane at Spybrary.com. So all things spying and and uh, I always I don't know why I always think of Mad Magazine and Spy versus Spy mm. when I think about Spybrary. Um, but if you like spy stuff, check it out, spyberry.com. Greg over at the indiedropin.com. If you've got a true crime or a comedy or a scary story, you can send him an episode and he will actually has a whole website there. He basically has an audience and you put it over there and it gets in front of, and you don't have to change your RSS feed or anything like that. It's just another venue of people who like that kind of stuff. And you just go, Oh, here's an episode to put that in there. So when you think about that, make sure you mention your website in your podcast episode. So if you'd like to be an awesome supporter or go see our $10 supporters, go over to ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. Or if you want to die, but I cannot talk today. If you want to die, if you want to die day book, I'm, I'm talking like Eddie Murphy doing uh, buckwheat. Uh, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. That's where uh, Dan sponsored the mug as well mm-hmm. as many other ways to support the show. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And in reality, I need to change that to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. It would sound better. Support yes, the show. Store has less letters, though. Yes, uh, that's true. Less typing. So thank you to all our awesome supporters. Can you can you do strengths finders in in – 15 minutes, like a quick overview or 20 minutes, whatever we have left. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. Um, uh, we're, we're kind of changing. It's been known as strengths finder. We're changing the name to Clifton strengths, uh, over okay. the years. Um, so I'll refer to it to as Clifton strengths, but I mean, it, for, for a, from a podcasting standpoint, if you want to really get a good look at kind of the talents that you bring to your craft, uh, Clifton strengths is made up of 34 identifiable themes of these talents, uh, we've grouped the talents into these theme names, things like learner and activator and woo. That was mentioned earlier. That actually stands for winning over others. Um, and, and so you get these talent themes that have these these constructs underneath them of what am I good at? And and it kind of goes back, you know, you hear me talk about this a lot on, on this show is focusing more on areas where you've had success or you know you're successful or you have a great time doing it. Oftentimes, you know, You've been successful at things in the past because you enjoy them, right? You enjoy doing them. Everybody likes to do winners, things that things that are easy for them. And so um, taking this assessment, 177 paired questions, takes about 30 minutes. You can go to um, you can go to CliftonStrengths.com if you want to uh, if, if you want to sign up for that. It takes 20 bucks, super cheap. And um, and then it just it starts to give you and it's it's a system you work with for a while, Dave. It's not a one and done. It's something I, that I think, um, like I, I keep, I've memorized my top five, but, but, and that's for the, for the initial report, that's what you get. You get the, of the 34 in order, you get the top five and then a bunch of resources around them at work. This is all a podcast about. So, um, we, I get the opportunity to talk about strengths and people doing great things. I mean, how great is that to have a podcast where you get to talk about people doing great things, with, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's super positive. So it, it, Dave, it's just a, it's really just a framework. It's a methodology. We have 10,000 certified coaches around the world to help with this, but it, it is one of those areas where <clears throat> if you're kind of struggling to know, like, where should I focus my time? I, I love all the stuff from Franklin Covey and, and, you know, the, know the why Simon Sinek right. and, um, you know, the, the seven habits. I love all that stuff, but sometimes we don't know. Okay. So what do we point at that? 
uh, Clifton Strengths can be a real help in uh, in figuring out some of those what we do, how we do it type deal. So there you go. How's that? Yeah, and is is that a case where in some cases somebody who doesn't like to do I don't know, show notes or, or is there something where like, oh, well, your strength is better fitted for doing this type of show yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, well, so as an example, uh, say I have high strategic thinking talents, right? I, I, I High analytical or high strategic or high um, context. Well, that made me better at planning or preparing or thinking about where are we going to go with this podcast? What are we going to do with it? What's the overarching, the big picture kinds of things? That may mean I struggle, and it's not not necessarily. By the way, like this, it's different for everybody. So there's no no one size fits all. But let's just say as an example, well, okay, so maybe I struggle a little bit on the execution side, you know, <laughs> the editing, the show notes writing, some of those kinds of things. As you look at your talent makeup, you you start you may start thinking like, oh, okay, well that makes sense, like uh. You know, I'm a high activator. I like to I like to get things started, but as a kid, I was a terrible finisher. I just was, right? So as a as an adult, now I'm I have to finish things. Like I can't just say, nope, terrible finisher, never gonna do it. Like <laughs> there are times I have to get things done. So I've created some systems. I also have this theme called a ranger, which means I like to have a lot of things going on all at the same time. I'm best when I have a hundred things going on at once. When I have one thing going on, oh man, I lose focus. It, which I know it sounds weird, but right. I have trouble focusing when I have one thing to focus on. Give me 20 things to focus on and all of a sudden things lock in, right? That's just part of the talent. So yeah, it's a good, it's you start looking at your, your podcast workflow, gives you an opportunity to go, okay, I've got these talent themes how have I had success with them in the past or, 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 or what could I have success with them in the future? Maybe I should do more of these and then outsource if you can outsource some of the things that you're not good at. That's kind of, that, that's kind of the philosophy behind it. Well, that's it. And that's where uh, coach Dave is saying each of us have a mix of strengths. Teams have mixes, finding the right mix, amplifying, optimizing, good to have a vocabulary around this. So yeah. Uh, he says, I use uh uh, Clifton strengths in my context from managements to family discussions, yeah. Yeah. uh, thumbs up for the conversations that sparked over the years. Yeah, absolutely. So my, that's where my daughter's big in it to it for the family. So we've all taken it here and yeah, I should be too, but my, my daughter's actually more excited than me and we have family conversations about it all the time. Yeah. I could see where, especially if you have, you know, let's say you have either one co-host or multiple co-hosts, maybe you have a panel, you know, you could figure out, which strength each person have and then yeah. say, look, let's let you, you'll be the the planner and the, this, and that. I'm going to be the creative person. I'm going to do this or that. So, um, well on home gadget geeks, Mike, uh, Mike Weger, my co-host much more analytical. Now he has some, he has some forward facing charisma, right? Woo. And, and the, some of those kinds of things that he's really good at it, but he thinks through things. He's a lawyer. <laughs> so yeah. he thinks through things a little deeper than I do. So knowing that, I rely on him for those, for when we need to think through something, I rely on him for it. Yeah, Randy in the chat room says, connecting with Mike on your show made an impact. The yep. banter between the two of you, uh, for a guy not nearly as techie as either of you, it's entertaining. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, well, we have a tech show that isn't, I mean, yeah, it gets technical sometimes, but it's not, it's for the average guy. So we try not to get too nerdy with it, but we try to keep it at a level where anybody could jump in and be able to have 
kind of the conversations with us around some of those tech things that are hard to do. So um, even in Mike and I, Dave, in our relationship, you and I, as we've gotten to know each other on this, we know there are things that that I'm good at and there's things that you're good at and we play to those. You know, we've been doing this long enough now, now that we kind of know, okay, we get a technology question, Jim's going to nerd out on that thing. Right? You're perfectly <laughs> comfortable with that, right? right? Um, and, and so it's just, um, it, it's just a, again, from the, from a Clifton strength standpoint, it's just a framework to kind of help kind of figure some of those things out. Yeah. So it might be something you're interested in, you know, you might learn something about yourself. Again, you just go what to cliftonstrengths.com? Clifton Strengths, yeah, C L I F T O N. Clifton, Don Clifton, the founder of this. This is named now for him as, as a legacy. But uh, he had this idea that, oh, I wonder what would happen if we focused on what people were good at instead of, remember, this was an era of the 70s of self help. If you right. were bad at something, if you just put enough practice time into it, you could master it. Well, we know that doesn't really work very well. If you look at Michael Jordan's career or you look at like yeah. he tried baseball, he got, he kind of got there, but he was never pro came back to basketball and won more championships. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a good, a good way to kind of think through just some good stuff to kind of think through for yourself and, and, and get some self-awareness. Yeah. And then the name of your show is, I'm going to guess strengths finder. Well, the your, Gallup ones, yeah. Actually, so they're they're designed for coaches. So they're it's the the whole the whole the umbrella over them all is called called to coach. All oh. you know, called to coach. And so I have to say that's slow. That's one of those, Dave, where I've said it so many times. Called to coach. You say that, and like, what? Wait a minute. What? What? So uh, because we have ten these ten thousand certified coaches around the world, and I knew I could reach them through a podcast. And somebody said, well, you know, maybe these people are called to coach. I would be very tempted to buy the domain call the coach. Yeah. Because or call to like I if it's I could see if you say that fast enough the ED disappear. Yeah. It goes from called to call because they both make sense. Call the coach cuz you know we're we're about coaching so you need to call if, the coach and it's If like, you oh. want to see it it's all on gallup.com. So if you go to gallup.com slash Clifton strengths all yeah. one word uh, you can see we have tons of resources that are available. You can see that. But if you Google call to coach or put my name in, you'll see all the ridiculous. We've I've done thousands of these things at Gallup now. So nice. lots of lots of stuff out there. Uh, coach Dave says, how many podcasters, I wonder, have invested the time to really profile their ideal listener, their routine, their lifestyle, their strengths, the problems they have? Um, again, my my bumper sticker for this is spend $100 on a microphone and 100 hours getting to know your audience and people go, well, do you mean like a hundred hours? And I'm like, yeah, like if you did four hours a day, you know, that's uh 20 hours a week. If you don't work on the weekends, that's basically a month of you spending time to figure out what your audience wants. I don't think that's a ridiculous amount of time and you're going to find something there that go, Oh, okay. That's, you know, that would work. And I, I did see that question when I was out in the, um, the Facebook groups, it's, it's interesting how, this is what I'm seeing. This is the kind of question. How do I write my script for the podcast? It's like, okay, I've got my microphone. I've got a record button. I've got audacity. Uh, and we can talk about that with the whole Russian thing if we want to. Uh, but like, I don't know how to like start. And for me, it's like, we'll start off with welcome to the blah, blah, blah show where we blah, blah, blah. So you can blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's, you know, it's like, I, again, I think sometimes we're overthinking it. 
and it just and then what do you want to talk about? You know, that's there's a, a great book called um, oh the something about dynamics content by Ken Davis, and half of the book is about speaking live, but the first half is all about boiling down whatever you want to say into a single sentence. I think I've talked about this before, you know, and just just hit record and just realize that whatever you do, you know, we talk about this I think every week. Probably whatever you record, you're going to throw away. The the, <laughs> the, early the ones anyway. The, yeah. yeah, the new student that that sent me something last night, I was so happy. But and there's he's got either a ground loop or something going on with his phone or or but he like in between his recordings, he's got this high pitched and I was like, I'm like, you might want to look into a PodTrack P4 because recording on your computer, something's going on. And sometimes you can't get rid of that. That that really horrible video we were talking about with me and my black hair, mm-hmm. when I listened to it, it's faint, but in the back, and I was like, uh, huh. So sometimes yeah. you just have bad wiring in there. So well, but the, in, the whole, in, like, how do I script the beginning? I was like, at some point, you just have to start. Yeah, when you challenged me on this, when we first started doing this, we talked about this, and I remember thinking, rethinking my intros. And at the time, I changed Home Gadget Geeks to be news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. Now, that's something I've said hundreds of times now because of it. But I actually structured my show notes for a while around that. So I'd have news. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd go, I'd open a Google Doc, and I'd type in news, you know, enter, 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 reviews, enter, enter, enter. Uh, news reviews, product updates, and then conversation. And we actually structured the show, and we still kind of do that way. But it gave me a framework from which to hang the content on. And then, by the way, my intro would then match the (laughs) content of of what what we were talking about. On the Gallup um, podcast, let's see if I can do this midstream. Um, uh, Call to Coach is a resource for those that want to help others discover and use their strengths, right? And then here's the purpose. We interview uh, independent coaches and inside experts um, to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. So it gets you this it gets you this context of what are we doing here? Well, we're interviewing experts, right? Uh, for coaches, right? And it, it, but I worked on that. Like I worked on that those sayings a lot, you know, in writing them. Then I practice them a lot too. Well, and that's great because if I'm not a coach and I hear this is for coaches, yeah. I know instantly, oh, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah. And it's not that yeah. that's bad. Like, no, this isn't for me. I'm I'm looking for the show about, you know, airplanes or horses or spies or whatever. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, for both those who want to listen to it and those coming to it to say, um, oh, OK, I found the right place. I found that repetition um, that very first last week you we I showed that picture of when I podcasted in the mm-hmm. middle of, of the the conference. And when I started the intro, the crowd went wild. And because I say the intro the same every single time. Right. And I think there's some, um, I think there's some value in doing that. I think there's some value in having a very strong intro that you read, you host read every time, but that's similar. You know, that's kind of one time in home gadget geeks, we do the weather. So I say broadcasting live from a from uh, the average guy TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska, Mike, I, it's the same. And I go to him with the weather, right? One time I just blew right through that. And somebody in chat was like, Whoa, 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 where's the weather update? <laughs> like, you know, and so um, you, you, people start getting conditioned for that. So I, I don't think there's a bad, even for regular podcasters, I would, I'd take a look at like, what's your first 
what's your first three minutes? And it can be banter as long as it's structured banter. Right. <laughs> right. So well, I remember when Jimmy Fallon shortened up his intro and half of it was cutting out the whole, Hey, 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 by the roots. And it was like, Hey, 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 Hey. And it was like, they cut it to like four seconds. And I was like, that was one of those that got your toe tapping, had some energy, you know, uh, Kyle in the chat room says I podcast about blank to people who blank. Yep. That's it. That, I, I like the idea of writing that intro, then practicing it a bunch and get it in your own voice. Like get the cadence right so you can say it. Don't be awkward. I go back and listen when I very first, when I first wrote, wrote that intro on episode one, it's totally different than it is today. And it wasn't in my voice yet. So, you know, continue to tweak it and try things. You know, it, the the ones that drive me nuts is like, hello, everybody, you know. Uh, here, here we go. I've got some news for, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Got some news for you. You know, and you're like, did you just hit play? I mean, was there any planning that went into this thing at all? Are you, you know, do you have a plan or are, are, are we going somewhere with this thing? You know? So those drive me crazy. Yeah. Uh, coach Dave says he took a few weeks, but a yeah. solid investment trying to understand my listener, uh, which is a nonprofit member. Yep. Absolutely. The more, you know, it, the more you know your audience, the more you know what they need. The more you give them what they need, the more they like you. The more they like you, you know, it just kind of keeps adding on and adding on. So I, I asked my audience one time what, what they liked and didn't like about the intro. And one of the guys says, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so I went back and listened to it, and the music was too loud. When I said news reviews, product updates, and conversation, one, I was saying it too fast. Right. Two, the music was blaring through it, right? And so, you know, make sure they can understand what you're saying. Go slow enough that uh, that, that they can understand it. Yeah. Uh, Coach Dave says, I I add, don't I'm be afraid tired. to change. The, yeah. Don't be afraid to change the first three minutes. Here's the one thing. I changed mine. I started yeah. opening up with a cold open, and I notice now that people don't skip my opening. They just, it goes, you know, I, but boy, the minute I say, Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. It's a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Um, the minute I let people know the show's over they're they're bailing like nobody's business. Uh, he's changed it several times until you find what works and flows best. I changed mine many times during the first 100 episodes. Yep. Not a big deal. Uh, one show. time what, for, for a uh, call to coach, I always have, you know, I have these phrases that give a verbal indication of where we're at in the show. And one of them is, well, with that, we'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the resources. That's a phrase I say all the time. And um, then one time I said that phrase and then I stopped and I went, don't, don't turn me off. I have some important things to say to you. I said that in the thing. I got a couple bits of feedback on that. They were like, oh, well, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. I need to, because it can be the same. It also can be different. And you can shake things up a little bit, even if you're doing the same stuff. You can phrase it differently so people aren't, it's not getting too routine. Yeah, I actually had a question from Facebook. This was from Karen. She says, I have an interview style podcast and I wonder if I'm not getting to the good stuff soon enough. Hmm. When I when I see that, I'm like, "You." the answer is probably, yeah, you're not. Uh, I spend the first 90 seconds of the show guest in uh, intro and eight-ish minutes out of 50 to 60 spent on broad overview questions, setting them up as an expert. I'm toying with the thought of adding a juicy expert to hook the listener first. I do have show notes that outline the key concepts we are discussing. I'm not sure if the hook is needed. If I do, do I do this? Uh, if my intro music would be before the hook or after. So the first thing when I see that 
if I tune into to Jim's show and Jim says, hey, today we're going to interview Karen Smith, that's all I need to know if that person is an expert because I trust Jim. I, I, you know, it's always nice, and you always kind of say Karen is the blah, blah. She's the grand poobah of the blah, blah, blah. Yada, and I'm like, okay, so, we, you know, you have to kind of explain who she is and why she's on the show. But I think a lot of people worry about I really have to establish the credit of my guest. And I'm like, for me, and this is just my opinion, if they're on your show, I trust the host to not bring on somebody who sucks. I don't know. Is that just me or how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Dave. I, 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 it's got me thinking, you know, I, I'm always, every time we start talking about this subject, uh, it gets me thinking maybe we can, maybe in post-show we can talk a few, we can get really practical with it. I got some, uh, maybe I'll take some opinions from the chat room of, of, cause this, it always seems like the live folks love it when we get really, really super practical with this. So <laughs> as we think about that, um, I, I want to think through my intro and I want to get some, I want to get some feedback. Last time I did this, by the way, Kim told me to create a video for my about page and I never did it. So Kim, sorry, still haven't done that <laughs> yet, but uh, maybe we'll talk some in the post show about it. Holy cow. I can't believe it's, it's 1130 already, but there uh, we go. We'll, we'll start fading in the music here. And, uh, yeah, we will definitely, we can get our nerd on and, and, uh, we'll, we'll beat up your intro or whatever you need. And of course, yeah, anybody, fun. you know, we're always here. If you want to say, Hey, here's my intro. What do you think of it? Uh, people ask, somebody asked me the other day, like, what is the show? And I'm like, it's free podcast consulting, basically mm-hmm. with two friends chatting with a bunch of people in the chat. But in yeah. between that, we, we talk about podcasting. So Jim, what is coming up on the average guy.tv? Yeah. We spent a whole episode talking about, uh, tech horror stories. So things that break <laughs> home automation that doesn't work. We kind of get off my lawn for most of the show. So if you want a grumpy, if you're looking for two grumpy guys, uh, talking about tech. Uh, I haven't released it yet, but it'll be released a little bit later today at theaverageguy.tv. Yeah. I spent two hours trying to get a smart switch to work. It, it fell off the yeah. network and I couldn't yeah. get it. And I finally eventually dawned on me, oh, I could just get up and like turn the switch on the lamp. <laughs> yeah. It, that would Smash it, it with a hammer and then just go turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, holy cow. Uh, on the school of podcasting, I think what I'm going to do is I watched a bunch of musician documentaries. Like I watched the Paul McCartney interview on Hulu. I'm in the middle of watching a Kiss documentary on A&E. And there's some really good points in there that I was like, ooh, podcasters should follow that example. So it's probably going to be one of those Dave compares podcasting to something else kind of episodes that I like to do. Um, but it'll be fun because I'll have to explain what the Beatles were. I've, I just dawned on me that there are people like, you know, 22, and you go, yeah, he was in the Beatles. And they go, okay, what were they again? Like, really? Really? Seriously? So, but thanks to the chat room. Stick around. We got some more information coming up. And uh, if you're new to the show, we're here every Saturday. Stick around for some post show. Post show.